Welcome to the Fuji Love Podcast. This is the show that is all about the Fujifilm X-Series GFX cameras and the photographers who love to use them. I'm Mark Sadowski, and joining me this week, one more time, is Brian Minear. We had a little bit of a follow-up conversation. This time, we were kind of going on tangent and, and talking about NFTs. And I wanted to share that as a separate episode because some people are interested in them, some people are not. But I wanted to throw that in there. And I, I think it was a great conversation to just to kind of talk about new technology and new things that are going to maybe be pertinent to photographers. Who knows? But anyway, this is the interview. But before we get into that interview, I wanted to announce that later this month, I will be interviewing Billy Long for the podcast. So this means we need questions to ask Billy. So if you're interested in sending a question about anything that is Fujifilm related, uh, photography related, uh, you know, now's your chance. Please send it to fujilovefeedback at gmail.com and send us your questions that you would like asked on the show with Billy. And so, again, that's fujilovefeedback at gmail.com. And I can't wait to, to interview him. This will be my first time chatting with him. And he, he's been a guest on the show before, and, and, and I'm looking forward to it because I have a few questions of my own that I'd love to get answered. But without further ado, let's get into the follow-up interview with Brian. Man, I, God, like, I, w with working for Fujilove, um, it has been such a, I, I love letting interviews kind of take their own life. Uh, oh, wait, wait, I said that really weird. Um, take, I, I love giving the interviews a life of their own. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, when uh, you mentioned Miles, uh, man, Miles and I had a wild chat uh, a little while ago that I let him take the wheel. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was. It's funny because I'm in. I'm in. Uh, me and him and a couple other the uh, Fujifilm. Yeah, Allison, Paul, yeah. Uh, and then another uh, not official Fujifilm ex photographer uh, is in there too. But they they I don't want to take any credit. They let me into their group after I bugged them. But we have a constant group chat, and he was like he was like dropping things that he said and he was like guys i don't know what is happening right now <laughs> i haven't had a chance to go listen to it yet but it's key i have it i saved it in my po podcast player i'm gonna listen to it at some point i did very little editing to it <laughs> i just let that go I, I i did it as one of i'm gonna have another interview with him that that will be the traditional origin story kind of stuff uh but for this one man I thought it was a treat. I just, I, I loved it. I loved it. And uh, yeah, the, 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 this group, man, <laughs> I got, I, this is the first time that I was like, maybe I should become an ex creator. I need to get into this. <laughs> I need to get into this club so I can get into this other club. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. That's funny. Um, so the NFT stuff, um, 
the, this has been something that just seems bizarre on the surface. <laughs> yeah. And like, as now stop me if, if I'm incorrect, but with, with traditional art photography, we would, you know, ha- have a photo, print it, a- and it, somebody buys it for the same amount of money, a- a- and then it kind of goes from there, where the, the they just keep selling it for obscene amounts of money in, in <laughs> auctions, and yep, uh, it, 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 and and somehow it goes from there. But NFTs basically, rather than having the physical copy. You could just do the digital file and do the same thing, right? Yes. I mean, basically. The real question is, why hasn't Peter Lick done this yet? (laughs) (laughs) That I cannot answer. I can't answer. I can't answer for Peter, but uh, I, he, it's definitely got to be on his radar and something that he's thought about for sure at this point. (laughs) But, um, but NFTs, this man, this is this is an odd beast. That so, am I off on like like? Do I get the gist of the the concept? Yeah, I mean, it's hard to even begin. Like, it, I feel like since I've been kind of since Jan in mid to end of January is when it really popped up on my radar. Um, it's really hard to wrap your head around, especially if you're coming from like just a a traditional kind of photography space. Um, You know, I, I, and especially, I mean, (laughs) there's the fact that it's, you know, it's kind of, it's hard to understand, but it's also, there's so much like crypto involved to where if you don't have even like a, a basic understanding of crypto, it makes it, you know, even further complicated. Um, I I've kind of been dabbling. I'm, I'm a super nerd and I like to, you know, even, even if it's not, I mean, I'm, I always like to have my thumb on anything technology, no matter what it is. Uh, so yeah. I, I kind of started in cryptocurrency stuff back in 2017. Um, and and at the end of 2017 is really when the first NFT uh, was a thing. Um, it wasn't, obviously, it wasn't photography. Um, but it was like l- loosely on my radar then, but I didn't really understand it. And then since it's kind of, you know, you know, I think towards the, so it's been happening, you know, as far back as then. Um, but really the big boom has happened probably, I would say the tail end of 2020 and then coming into, uh, 2021 is when, you know, you've seen like the majority of people start talking about it. It's kind of gotten that, uh, mass, mass adoption point, even though I, I still think it's super early for the space as a whole, but yeah. So going back to what you were talking about, I think, a lot of, you know, the traditional art market, and I am not a an expert in the traditional art market at all. I probably have learned more about the traditional art market just because of, you know, what I've, you know, been introduced about the NFT space. But I think yep. a, a lot of what's appealing about this kind of digital uh, blockchain technology-based revolution is, uh, can, can all kind of go back, number one, to to provenance, which is a big thing in art, right? Like the, the origin of a piece and, and kind of tracking that piece over time of, of where it's been sold and who, who has bought it and who orig- who it originated from. Like all of that is super easily trackable on the blockchain. And because of something called uh, smart contracts, 
which um, I'm trying to think of the easiest way uh, to, to, to kind of define a smart contract um, is basically like you can bake royalties in to an NFT. Um, so I can say, okay, I'm going to mint this NFT and list it for sale. And I'm going to uh, 10% is usually the standard. A lot of the platforms where you can sell an NFT, they don't even give you an option to change it. It's just 10%. Um, yeah. But this is something that's very different from the traditional art space where after that initial sale, the original artist isn't getting anything. You know, if something goes to auction again or something gets you know transferred from collector to collector. But because of smart contracts and because, you know, everything's trackable and traceable on the blockchain, any sale of that NFT after the fact is going to net me back 10% every time that it's sold. So there are definitely benefits to, uh, you know, to the traditional art world in that sense. Whereas, you know, the, the, the artist was largely cut out of any transaction after the original purchase in the traditional space. But uh, it's very hard to wrap around the fact that it's not tied to a physical piece. <laughs> that's yeah. where that's what throws a lot of people for a loop. So, so basically, you have to. Um, you're you're not just getting like an image. Image. You have to let this thing exist in online, like for for currently. Like if I were to make uh, one of my photos into a blockchain and put it up on the market like like people couldn't when when they purchase it couldn't take that photo and make it into a like an eight by ten on on their own right it's just literally just a digital file that they own well so i mean there's a couple things to unpack there so most collectors in the space are really after the nft which technically isn't really the file the process of minting attaches a file to a minted block that then goes on the blockchain so that's kind of where that association happens um but you know a lot of a lot of the platforms that you can list and sell nfts on have kind of size restrictions for that file um so typically the file that you mint that gets assigned to the block um isn't you know your full full resolution file Um, right and and you're not transferring unless you explicitly state that you're transferring copyright and rights you don't that's not you know any nft that i sell i maintain the rights to be able to print those images i'm not going to mint it as an nft again um but i'm definitely you know not giving up the copyright to the photo um there are now there's another thing which kind of throws another wrench in the works. A lot of platforms have what's called um, an unlockable option mm-hmm. where I can kind of assign a like a Dropbox folder full of just say goodies of any variety. Right. Um, so a lot of the times what's happening is because of those size restrictions for uh, the minted file, a lot of people will, you know, attach an unlockable that 
gives the collector access to the full resolution file. Um, and that's more for, you know, if they have like a large digital frame that they want to display it in, or, you know, as technology advances, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of different opportunities there. Um, but yeah, I think it, it's definitely hard to, to, to wrap your head around. I know a lot of photographers still are doing it, but in early on, we're, you know, trying to figure out, well, maybe, maybe another kind of added value thing is that I can say, okay, well, you buy my NFT. I'm also going to gift you a print. And what's interesting is a lot of these kind of uh, the collectors of NFTs in the space are, you know, they're coming from like this, this crypto world where they got in super early to a space and paid, you know, next to nothing for their Ethereum. And now it's worth thousands upon thousands of dollars. And it's just, you know, to them, it's just kind of fun to, to play in this like whole art thing and, and, and supporting artists and stuff. Um, and a lot of them, you know, are anonymous. They, they aren't like publicly their persona. So a lot of them aren't going to agree to just give out their personal information so they can be shipped to print. So I think yeah. it's, it's definitely like, it's just different and it's still very, very early in the space and it's ever evolving. And uh, I feel like we're, you know, the, the, the art NFT thing is just a very small um, kind of, I feel like the utility for NFTs is going to explode over the next year or two and just, you know, different use cases for NFTs being, uh, you know, providing access to certain things, whether it's like real live live events or, you know, access to uh, a gated like digital online community or, uh, you know, I, I don't know, you know who Gary V is? Gary Vayner. I've, I've heard the name. Yeah. So Gary Vaynerchuk, uh, he's he's kind of a big name and just the, the social media at large, just, uh, you know, kind of a cool and interesting guy. Um he he just released his first set of NFTs and they're kind of interesting in that it's it's it is digital artwork but i feel like the point isn't the artwork that's on the NFT the point is what they give you access to so if you hold a certain one of his NFTs it gives you access to having lunch with him once a month or having a FaceTime call with him once a month so there's definitely like some interesting things uh, and I'm only say, I know this is probably further confusing. I'm only saying this just to say that <laughs> the space is v in its infancy. Right. And I feel yeah. like it just, we're, we're over here trying to wrap our heads around where people want to buy, like people want to buy a JPEG for like thousands of dollars when it can be so much more, you know, that's, that's kind of small minded thinking, just thinking of it in those, just limiting yourself to thinking about it in those terms. Do you think that there's going to be a bubble? around this or i mean we also thought there was going to be a bubble around bitcoin and boy, boy was i wrong on that. <laughs> well i mean you know and even you know went back in 2017 when i when i first got into crypto i think there was a big crash like the end of 2017 beginning of 2018 there was a big crash like all the prices crashed on on a lot of different things and then we saw you know bitcoin kind of rebound uh and ethereum has like just gone through the roof um since you know this whole nft thing is kind of has kind of taken off. I think, you know, what's interesting, and I mean, I don't know, and this is not financial advice. I just want to say that because I am, I'm, oh, yeah. I'm a photographer, right? Um, I think, you know, we, we definitely might be kind of in a bubble right now where, where, uh, prices are are kind of sky high and there might be you know a significant correction in the near future 
but what's interesting is, I mean, there's, there's so many factors, um, that, that affect that and, and, and stuff. But right now I feel like if Ethereum would kind of come back down in price, it would actually be more beneficial for the NFT market as a whole. Um, just because, I mean, if you think about like spending one or two Ethereum when it back when it was like $500 to $1,000 versus spending one or two Ethereum now when it's $3,500 to $4,000, like, you know, it, it's just easier to spend that money. Um, and also uh, fees associated with, you know, all of this stuff um, would be less when the, the price is, is smaller. Now, wait, also another thing to see is, I mean, we've seen kind of a lot of, I don't want to say bad actors, but just like notable celebrity type people that are kind of coming flocking to this, uh, this space for, for a cash grab more so than anything. Um, yeah. you know, I think when, if, if a market correction kind of happens and we see prices go down, we're going to see the real artists that are in it for the right reasons kind of stick sticking around, you know, and it'll, it'll kind of flush out a lot of those kind of people that nobody really wanted in the space to begin with. Um, so yeah, I think I mean it's it's just interesting and I think it all goes back to what I said at the beginning where I just kind of always like to have my thumb on this sort of stuff and it's been it's been a lot of fun to just learn and uh I mean I've I've gotten so it's been crazy the community um I think that's the real takeaway for me um whether I'm, you know, making money in sales or not like I've I've built like a community that I've you know, I said in, in our last podcast, like, you know, the whole reason I joined Instagram was to find and build this community of artists around me. And that was limited to photographers because it was, you know, based on a platform for photography. But now we're so far outside of that. And, you know, I'm being inspired by so many different kinds of artists daily. And um, yeah, it's, it's just been really, really fun. So I think my biggest suggestion for people who are, you know, who ask me, like, how do I, how do I even, where do I start? My biggest suggestion is just obviously like read up on the technicality, like the technical information, like what it takes to mint an NFT, the kind of browser and wallet kind of, and how to buy Ethereum and all that stuff. But like the more important step is probably just embedding yourself in the community and, you know, learning about other people and, and just engaging with other artists in the space and picking people's brains and figuring out, you know, there've been a, there's like, I've been a first wave of people, myself included, who have made many, many mistakes along the way that people now coming in can learn from, you know, and be better for in the long run. And I think, uh, it's all still ever evolving and changing and, uh, there are no like, you know, Hey, I can't tell you how to come in and, and get rid of your full-time job and make a living off of NFTs. But, uh, you know, it's been, it's been fun. It is something that looks like it's, I mean, it definitely feels wild West at the moment, but to, to me, um, it looks, it feels like it, it's a, it's another way for artists to, to to make a living essentially um like the traditional art way you know it's it's, it's kind of like pie in the sky to get discovered and 
you know, be an artist at a gallery or something like that. Uh, you know, having your artwork in Southern, you know, Christie's or something like that. Um, few and far between on that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the ability to get discovered, um, it, it, the traditional method feels like it, it was, uh, it was limiting. Um, but this, this seems like it's, it's, it's kind of like the, the feeling of people going online for the first time. Like, yeah. You know the the music industry changed because people went online and uh, maybe got some stuff for free, but um, <clears throat> like going online, like cr- de- destroyed the monoculture where people were able to uh, be their own, uh, pick their own stuff that they choose to like. They they don't have to be told what they like and what they dislike, uh, and, and get to pick from there. This seems like that kind of world coming to to art basically what happened to music back in the early aughts um this is this is what's happening to the art world now yeah and i think you know the nice thing about it is you know i i I listen to a lot of people talk about well i don't have a following well, I'm I not even on Twitter because I think the majority of the like the NFT kind of talk happens on on Twitter more than any other social media. Yeah. But I think it really that doesn't really matter. You know, I, what's interesting is and I mean, I, I'd also want to throw this asterisk in. I probably should have led with this. But, you know, phot- photography is really still tr- like trying to 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 get footing in this space. It's it's mainly dominated by kind of 3d art and animation and kind of that whole world. I think, yes. I, th- I think the fact that, you know, you look at, you, you referenced, uh, Beeple's, you know, $69 million sale. It's very, very, you know, that kind of digital, uh, art. And I think a lot of that just goes back to, like I said, you know, a lot of these, and uh, these collectors now are kind of, you know, just people that were early into crypto that made a ton of have made a ton of money in crypto. And so that's the kind of stuff that they're drawn toward, because that's kind of the culture of crypto, right, is this kind of cyberpunky, you know, uh, kind of stuff. Um, But I think, you know, there's a definitely a hefty dose of photographers who I, I mean, and here's what's interesting. And I think most interesting to me about the NFT space is even in the the traditional art world, like I never realized how kind of uh, outcasted photography was. You know, there are very, very few like really big art sales that are photography in the traditional art markets. Yeah. Um, so I think there are a lot of us, you know, that are early into the space that are photographers that are kind of doing our due diligence and our best to try to promote photography that is going to stand against this kind of not against stand at least with, and, you know, together with all of this kind of digital art that dominates the space and prove that like we deserve, you know, our art deserves a spot at this table. Um, and so I think that's, that's kind of like what a lot of it comes back to is just wanting to have a presence and wanting to put our best foot forward. And like you said, it, it definitely, this whole thing is, you know, I, 
I can't even count now the number of friends, like personal people that I know uh, that are photographers that have, you know, had life changing bids come in on their pieces. I literally 20, 23, 24 minutes ago, one of my close friends just got a two Ethereum bid, which as of on one of his pieces, which as of right now is $8,405. You know, so it's, it's the kind of thing where it's like, I don't want to say that to to be like, hey, come into this space and make some money. That's definitely not what I'm saying. Um, but it's just interesting what it can do for artists. You know, it puts it really does put the power back in the artist's hands, you know. Um, and I mean, there's a lot of work involved. There's a lot of, you know, just kind of marketing yourself and telling your story and, and sharing your art. And that's not easy. That's the probably the hardest thing for me. I hate hate, hate, hate promoting my own stuff. I would much rather, uh, uh, you know, talk about somebody else's work than my own. Um, but I think that's kind of goes back to the community aspect. You know, I, I make it a point to share a lot of other people's art and work on Twitter. And then that way, you know, it, it, usually it's not like, it, it's not like I make contracts with people like, Hey, I'm going to retweet your thing if you'll retweet mine later. But inevitably that happens when you have just like the, this natural community growing. So I'm, I'm lucky enough that I've kind of built up a really cool community around me that helps me share my work. And, uh, that way I don't have to just solely do it myself. Um, but that, that just comes by again, just, you know, embedding yourself in the community and coming in in a genuine way and just really trying to participate. Cause I think that's, you know, that's largely what it's, it's mostly about. So. Yeah. I, really hope that the picture you're painting comes true. <laughs> what you sound, what you, what you said sounds really, really cool. Um, and like, you, so one of the other things that comes up often when, when talking about NFTs is the environmental impact on a literal scale, because it requires a lot of energy involved. Yep. And if if this takes off and like more and more people start using this more frequently, um, is the environmental impact something that is legit or is that more kind of like just scare scaremongering about, you know, by uh, people who don't like it. Sure. It, I mean, it's definitely a little bit of both. I mean, you know, obviously we, the people that have the most negative things to say tend to be the loudest. Um, yeah. The, the truth is, and, and please, I mean, do your own research. Don't just listen to me, but uh, you know, obviously I'm a landscape photographer. So I, I, you know, want to make sure that my bases are covered when it comes to the environment, because I, you know, climate change is real. Like I want, I don't want to be a contributor to, uh, the downfall of our earth that I love so much. Um, but the, the truth is, so like Ethereum right now is a, uh, it's called a, a proof of work. We've all heard like, um, you know, bit mining, Bitcoin, mining Ethereum. There are, you know, the shortages for, uh, graphics cards because of, of these exact reasons, like people that are, you know, running literal farms just so that they can make money mining Ethereum and Bitcoin. Um, that's the problem. Now, what what kind of gets exaggerated is, you know, I think early on there was a website where you could plug, they were kind of like pulling 
NFT sales and saying, equating it to, hey, this is how much a British family uses in an entire year in one minted NFT. And it kind of came, I think they inevitably had to take their website down because it was so false and misleading. Um, Yeah. What, you know, blocks are are minted uh, or uh, blocks are happening on the blockchain. The energy consumption is real, but it's happening like whether NFTs are being minted or not, it's not, you know, just because NFT, the more NFTs are minted, the more energy being produced. That's not true. Um, but also uh, Ethereum uh, 2 or 2.0 is right around the corner and it's going to switch uh, from a proof of work, which is, you know, people mining Ethereum to proof of stake, um, which is it's hard to explain, but it's basically like just all of that environmental impact is going to be completely moot at the point Ethereum two comes around. Um, But to that same point, like there are definitely other uh, cryptocurrencies like Tezos, um, which, you know, they're kind of like a, a a different chain, a different blockchain, Uh, but you can mint to Tezos and it's, you know, pennies on the dollar and the energy, they're a proof of stake kind of uh, cryptocurrency. So, uh, there's no, you know, ecological concerns there. Um, so I, I definitely think there's a hefty dose of, of fear mongering and I've had to put up with a lot of that. But I mean, the truth is, you know, if you if you do any amount of real research where you're looking past like the few of the first headline grabbing sites that come up in Google, like it's definitely not like the world is not on fire because of NFTs. Like if you look at if you look at a there, one of my favorite articles that I send people has a pie chart you know, and, and, you know, number one, I, you know, I stopped eating meat, uh, largely because I wanted to reduce my personal, you know, a carbon footprint. Um, and that, that, you know, people tend to look at like this one thing because it's kind of what's grabbing the headlines right now. And they don't look at, well, okay, have we talked about like the environmental, the, the, the traditional photography space, if it's, you know, it's been like selling, buying and selling prints, right? Have we even looked at the environmental impact of inks and printers and, uh, prints being shipped all over the world? Like, let's talk about this stuff too. Let's not just focus on this one new shiny thing. Like, let's look at everything as a whole and figure out, you know, where we can, um, you know, reduce, everything that we do not just like this one thing um big ink lobby won't allow that (laughs) yeah exactly um but yeah so and then also i do i do want to say like a lot of uh, me and a lot of the photographers that i know that are in the space are actively offsetting uh our carbon you know emissions there are websites now that let you plug in your wallet your uh your crypto wallet address and based on every transaction that you've ever made, it'll give you kind of a, a number of how much energy you personally have consumed. And so from, you know, from every, every say, I haven't made a ton of NFT sales, but every sale uh, that I have made, I have offset twice the amount of carbon um, uh, that I have personally contributed to. So I think there are definitely, you know, unique ways to give back, um, and, and, and kind of get, get on top of that. Um, so I, I, you know, I'm not an expert in all of this, so, uh, please don't at me, uh, complaining about what I said. If you want to have like a real conversation, uh, uh, about it and, and, you know, I can, I can share some of my, my articles that I, you know, have, have faith in that aren't just like, uh, mudslinging, 
um, I'm absolutely happy to engage with anybody that wants to talk further about it. But I, I, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely something I want to talk about. I just don't want to negate like all the other things that we do in our life that we don't actually think about as contributing way more to the downfall of our earth than NFTs. I hear you. I hear you. Um, it, it's NFTs are like right now for, from my point of view, it, it feels so promising. Um, I think I'm going to try one, uh, I made, I made a promise to myself next big wedding that I book is uh, I I'm going to do one NFT just to give it a go. Um, I just need to find the right photo or go out and take the right photo for that. Right on, man. Yeah. And when you do uh, let me know, and I'd be happy to give you some tips, you know, on where to start and everything. There are definitely, <laughs> awesome. Yeah, there there are definitely some some good options. Uh, I think. I mean, there's a there's a lot that we glossed over in this conversation, um, you know. But I think there are definitely platforms that are, uh, they they kind of get a bad rap because so a lot of there are a lot of platforms that you can sell on. A lot of yes. them are invite either invite only or application based where you have to apply to be able to. And there are obviously because of the boom, there are very long wait lists. Um, But there are a few that are just open to everybody to be able to hop into. Um, And there are a few that are nice in that you pay kind of a one-time upfront cost um, and then you can post as much work as you want. Uh, We didn't really get into gas fees, but uh, gas fees are basically fees that you have to pay anytime you interact with the blockchain. So if you mint something, you're also paying a gas fee. If you uh, place a bid on something, you have to pay a gas fee. Um, You know, that you're basically paying the electric bill for the thing that you're. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, essentially kind of you're, you're essentially, you're offering up your small amount of Ethereum to the uh, cryptocurrency miners who are, miners is kind of a weird way to look at it, but they're essentially, you know, right. Verifying transactions on the blockchain. Uh, so to get them to verify your transaction, you have to pay them a small fee. Uh, and and then fees fluctuate a lot. They've been insanely high the past couple of days. Um, I don't really know why, but, uh, yeah, so there's, you know, uh, the nice thing about some of the platforms, they get a bad rap because they aren't like as curated as some of the application based platforms, but to the truth be told, like, it costs you less money up front, which is always a plus. And if you, you know, like I said, you get into the community and you can ha- get people to help you promote your stuff, like you can do your own marketing. It's not like you need the platform to help you. And, uh, you know, I've, I've seen a lot of success on uh, on those kind of platforms, too. That's kind of where I've I've decided I'm going to focus most of my efforts in the NFT space is kind of the the lower cost. The actual buyer of the work has to pay the gas fees rather than me paying it up front just to mint mint something. So that's uh, that's definitely the direction that I'm had, heading that went at all. Yeah. But man, I mean, yeah, we could keep going on and on about this. I think this has been a really cool little uh, one-off 101 version of uh, NFTs. And just real quick, 
what do you personally see the future uh, between photography, the art world, or maybe, you know, let's not even think about the art world, uh, photography and NFTs. Like wh- where do you see the future of what we do and uh, how we could earn a potential living off of it? Oh, that's a tough question. Cause I don't really even think into the future for myself um, <laughs> for personal stuff. I, you know, my hope my hope is that it gives us uh, kind of a, a better way to be able to monetize work that we've never been able to monetize before. You know, I'm, I'm a person who has never really been able to figure out the print world. Uh, like I, yeah. I've never had a great, you know, just functioning print method that's all people are always buying. You know, if I make a couple print sales a year, I'm having a good year. Um, so I think, you know, even if I can look at it as a way, I, I, I think it's, it's tough right now because a lot of people that are rushing in and seeing like some money being made. So they want to, to take part in it are just quick to, uh, mint just anything, throw anything that they have up. And I'm kind of looking at it more from a, this is this isn't like Instagram 2.0. This isn't like I want to make money off of everything that I shoot. I'm looking more at I'm I'm shooting things projects that are specifically targeted for this space. Uh, I have minted some things that I've shot in the past, and I, I'm not I'm not saying that's not a uh, a good thing or a that isn't a good thing to do. Um, that's totally fine. I'm just saying I'm looking at it as a way to be able to create new work. You know, my, my ultimate dream would be if I can, you know, create enough work where I can have maybe a drop every other month of a few pieces and, you know, uh, maybe four times a year, once every quarter, I drop maybe three to five different NFTs. And if I'm able to sell out all of those like that, that would be my ultimate dream because then ultimately I'm, you know, I'm creating, I'm creating art for that next drop. And it's not like social media where I'm just posting everything that I'm shooting in real time, trying to stay relevant. It's I'm being, I'm now gifted this time where I can like cultivate a really cool idea uh, outside of just trying to stay relevant on social media. Uh, so that's, that's kind of my goal. That would be my dream for it. But, but definitely for photography as a whole, I just hope that, uh, you know, right now the biggest thing is that a lot of the, the collectors in the space are still heavily favoring you know, non, non lens based NFTs. It's, it's heavily like still the digital, uh, animation type stuff. So my, my hope is that, you know, as they see, uh, more and more collectors kind of coming into and accepting photography and collecting photography, um, that, you know, more of them are going to see the value there too. And, and more people are going to, uh, you know, be there to collect photography. And then I think the, the coolest thing that I've seen about this all is, you know, it's not just hoping for a, a, a billionaire, millionaire collector that's going to spend, you know, a ton of money on your NFT. I've, I've been, I've definitely purchased more, far more than I've minted uh, work from my friends. Um, so I think there's a lot of, of fun opportunity of just artist to artist, um, you know, 
buying and, and selling. And, and the cool thing is, you know, I can take a piece of work from a friend that I bought for, you know, say 0.2 Ethereum. And then maybe a year from now, I might be able to list that for two Ethereum and I make some money, he makes some money, you know what I mean? So like, that's kind of, yes. that, that's kind of an, an awesome part that people don't think about. Um, is, is kind of the secondary sale world and how that all works and how you're still able to, um, you know, monetize that. And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of my hope is that we, we continue to gain footing, you know, and more photographers come in and, and take it, take it seriously and want to contribute in a positive way and not just, you know, come in and mint everything that they've ever shot and, and hope for, for some sales, but that's where I'm at. Right on. And of course, when we see Peter Lick make that first, uh, <laughs> that, that, that first auction, that's that's what we know. That's that's how you know that the circle is now complete. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, we've seen some big names. There was just a couple of weeks ago. There was um, one of the the film photographers who had shot uh, one. I don't think it was the last, but one of the last. Uh, photo shoots of Nirvana and Kurt Cobain. Um, he he came oh, in and minted basically the instead of doing individual things, he minted like the entire photo shoot. Like every, you bought everything, um, and I think he got a. I think it only got one bid. I think it sold for about fifty Ethereum, which I think is was at the time like two hundred thousand dollars or something like that. So. Not, not millions, but I mean, that's pretty substantial and that's pretty cool. So I think we'll see kind of that sort of thing too, like more and more of those, you know, bigger names that maybe are going to come in in a unique way. Um, and I think, you know, that's doing nothing but helping legitimize, you know, every photographer in the space. So I, I definitely welcome that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, Brian, man, this, this has been fun and, I think maybe in the future, a year from now, we can revisit this if anything substantial has changed. Or, um, but I'm I'm holding to it. Peter Lick will. <laughs> That'll be my prediction. Oh, that's so funny! Yeah, definitely. One year from now, he'll make his move. <laughs> right on, man. Let, we'll, we'll talk soon. Oh, yeah, man. Sounds great. Thanks for having me. It was fun, fun diving into all this stuff.